Hello, Ben. What's up, baby? You're all mm. moved into your new little uh, apartment complex area? Peace by peace. I just threw all my stuff on the floor, so I'm living in a big nest of clothes and shit. <laughs> Once I my always... wardrobe comes in. So you moved in with two other comedians, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always get a little nervous that it's just going to become a nest of sadness. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> They're both doing but... way better than me, so it's, I think it'll be good. If, but I don't know. I have a year to drag them down. Yeah. To depress them. You got to... You gotta. I don't. I don't think you have to, but I'm. You know, I support what you know. You're my podcast. They don't. They don't. I don't have a podcast with them. So whatever you want to do, I support. <laughs> that I appreciate. Maybe just be medium. Medium's fine. You know. What I mean? I'm trying. That's where I work it towards. It's just medium. Yeah, everything's regular as hell, and that's fine. <laughs> I would say out of all three of them, you're in the best position because you. Oh. You know, you. I guess I really. Don't, I don't know their full stories, but one just had a breakup. I thought maybe both, but it sounds like no. Uh, no. <laughs> but you got, you know, you got this job. You're you're moving out of a worse place. You're moving out of a worse situation into a situation with people you like. There, I feel like they were kind of transient and kind of had to figure some shit out. So I feel like you're the alpha of the apartment. That I appreciate, but I do <laughs> work the most hours for the least money. Okay. which is crazy which is always going to be devastating i don't have a closet sure. i'm building a closet so that'll be oh. cool i mean again like a wardrobe i have more room than i did in last place which is nice as hell i do like that but we're all upgrading room wise baby oh my god this place Work. is like it's like a real house it's so cool yeah it's like a real house except your room doesn't have a closet which makes yeah no sense. yeah, what? yeah that sucks well, just whatever. has two <laughs> that's insane Weird. so one person has two closets and you have zero that doesn't even make sense it's just goofy <laughs> does he pay more rent than you at least mm-hmm. okay yeah. perfect he's got, got a nice little divvy yeah i'm trying i'm trying yeah. you know yeah. i'm winning his dog away from him emotionally good i love it <laughs> oh you know, emotionally as if you had to clear her it's like oh did you like a feat of strength what happened <laughs> yeah we wrestle wrestling? we wrestle once a week and then whoever that's wins fun. gets to keep the dog that week how are you uh how are you feeling in general you said you're a little tight you've been working a lot a lot of 12 hour days yeah yeah we're getting hit hard with the winter stuff and it's like i'm in this weird position where i'm with you know this is like a fourth generation company so a lot of the the dispatch and the office crew are like second third generation people and then i'm riding with an old timer who came in maybe during the first so they have this weird relationship where you're like okay the old guy is always right he doesn't have to do all the like menial bullshit of the job like paperwork and stuff so they throw me in with him to do the paperwork and to try and like keep our that one truck up to standard or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i it just kind of throws me in the middle of this weird like well he doesn't want to tell them so he doesn't have to do this extra work thing and then but i'm the voice so i have to now be in this position where like either I fuck over him or I lie to my boss. And now I'm like in a very good, like, I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really just trying to bust my ass until I can be in my own truck, listening to cool tunes, zooming around the city, not helping people as much as I'd like to. Sure. I do want to be good at it. I want to fix stuff when I show up. And when there's a few times this week, we had to like slink away in failure and it fucking sucked. Like, sorry it's cold motherfuckers i would love for you to be warm right now but also it's eight o'clock i started at eight i'm going home so what happened yeah so you just come back the next day or like do you somebody else will probably get sent to... there yeah it gets passed right. off a lot 
Mm. You're, I'm starting to get a feel for what our tier is, you know, of like mechanic, because there's some big dogs out there who they're like, all right, you got to send in this guy. He's going to, he'll stay until it's fixed. And with ours, it's like, wow, you know, you can't bully going to do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can bleep it out, but that would just, it take so much more work. So, it's been so, so much more work. Um, uh, we can throw another day. Thomas Zane. Thomas Jasmine, Zane, <laughs> Jasmine Zane, Malekith, uh, <laughs> Judas. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like you're a working, working schmuck now, baby. I love that for you. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm. I'm like melting down every day, all the time. It's cool. I love it. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, don't. I don't want to do this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I got a job. Haven't you? Like, I've melted down at every job I've had. Yeah. Good, bad, and different. There's always a meltdown day. So. At least you're getting getting a little bit of scratch, saving a little money. You know, maybe you build yourself a closet, like you said. Just simple goals. <laughs> it's cool. I just am finding myself farther <clears throat> away from what I w- would like to do, and that's it's a journey to navigate that. And I'll figure that out in a positive way, where I'm not mopey all the time. Yeah, that, or other things could happen. But yeah, no, that's great. No, I. Uh, I feel I think every comedian who has to work feels your pain and I don't think that ever goes away even when we're doing the things we really want to do there is that thing of well I don't want to do this part of what I want to do I just want to do the one part but that's what I feel like I feel like I'm being punished for years of ignoring the stuff I didn't really want to do in my dreams it's like "Ah, that sounds like work I don't want to do that I'm not here to work and now we're like well okay buddy but you're gonna have to work somewhere else you have to work somewhere yeah oh you want to write packets you dumb idiot well now you have to fix boilers you stupid donkey being alive is working that's what Mm -hmm. sucks Mm -hmm. it's not like you you can't really run away from that unless you're the richest person ever or okay with being having nothing you know like literally living in the streets or living in the woods and having very little so and even people don't have to work they do uh the comics we meet who have like really nice situations they do have to do the incredible work of trying to figure out ways to tell people that without telling them that you know like oh i have this job thing kind of you know i do stuff yeah (laughs) cool Uh, you know i'm just kind of like a piece of toilet paper in the wind you know i'm just really (laughs) dancing around out there baby you know what it is you know i do you know i move and shake what's up anyway i do need those and those are also people will be like we did split fries and you do need to venmo me eight dollars so sorry your that is nice. rent. fucking it is cool not freaking out about money all the time that is a yeah. nice i am grateful for this opportunity to get to live with a different kind of stress and that's fucking rad it's cool yeah. that my friend has a birthday i can go and just drink and then not be like oh shit i did one more extra drink i'm fucked for the week now i could just do my thing I, you know because i don't have expensive taste i do want to go to a 300 steakhouse but other than that i don't have expensive taste why 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 what's the i love it i love a a feast i don't get it my god it's so good it's my favorite (sighs) food i can make it pretty well but also sometimes it's nice to go and just get like mm, just get the shit out of a meal where every like every inch of it is cooked to perfection it's fucking awesome i hate it okay but that's fine (laughs) i i don't know i have I, i don't have the energy to be like good for you man that's great i for i've never like seafood i hate steak shit i hate steak culture i hate i don't really like you know bougie wine culture i am not a sophisticated being all right fucking 
push my nose in the dirt and throw some McDonald's in my snout and I'll I be love fine. McDonald's you know what I mean? Like, too. Yeah. I'm just like a sick little bitch that just hey, like, needs trash food. Give me sodium or give me death. And then give me sodium and give me death, probably. Mm, but. Mm, I love sodium. I do love sodium. I get like uh, ribs from Chinese restaurants. That's been one of my, my recent pleasures. Sure. Bone out. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I think it's rib meat or whatever. That's probably fine. Steak culture is hilarious. And I have been, you know, at first I was like, ah, no, I'm just a guy who likes steak. I'm not part of them. But no, I'm 100%. I'm like giving other people tips on how to make their steaks better. I'm uh, obsessed. If someone's grilling, I want to go over and watch. I want to say, what are you grilling? Huh? How's that grilling watch. going? Yeah, I want to see. I want to silently judge watch. them. That's hilarious. Nice. Good marks, dude. <laughs> Head over the shoulder, just peeking out like an adult child. Right. And, mm, sipping a beer. Like, so what I would do, right. but that's fine. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And then, like, yeah. I did. I didn't realize it until one day I watched someone like really just fuck up grilling stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess I did become that person because I'm just writing you off as a person in my head. We need to get you a family and a lawnmower stat. I think that's what. <laughs> yeah. Just, eight cc's of family and lawnmower. If that's what you I need. will say, I have no love of lawns. I think lawn culture is absolutely trash, almost as bad as wine culture. That's like- wild because that's where we differ. Because I actually, I'm starting to, I think I understand the zen that comes with the art of lawn care. And uh, I do thirst for that. Really? Piece. Keeping yeah. it pretty. I do think my mom is getting on this thing where she's like looking for indigenous plants or plants that mm. are, you know, instead of forcing a specific lawn that is like kind of the standard across the country, you work with what grows in that area to make something cool that isn't like devastating to just the water supply and a bunch of other nonsense. Sure. Where you're like, I am my, my yard is pumped full of chemicals and all of the water we have because I need my grass to look this way. Instead, sure. you've got like some cacti going, some rocky areas. Are cacti indigenous to the Pennsylvania area? Well, she's out in Spokane, Washington, which is a more of a deserty area. You know, now that you say that, I kind of just realized I never really remember where you're from. Like we're I all kind of, moving, baby. Just you're, there's a lot of moving parts to what you're doing with yourself. Because I'm not wrong. There was a Pennsylvania time, correct? I had mo- I moved my mom from Pennsylvania during the pandemic. So she was there like most. Yeah, you were man up until this year. You would have really, you would have really nailed nailed it. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But now that you know she's there, we got to move her again. Yeah, (laughs) it's not really for her comfort. It's to keep her away from me. Yeah, (laughs) we. uh, Yeah, we've had a. Your mother and I have had a very tumultuous relationship. We're up. We're down. We're in. We're out. Could be anywhere. Could be anything. But I'll tell you right now, I love her. Yeah. Well, it's living life, and I don't regret her living a life you know sometimes oh, when you it. to get the good you gotta sometimes have to get have the bad the bad that being her racial. time with you <laughs> that's racial <coughs> that's terrifying my mom's right. a woman of all people well that's what her nickname was in college uh yeah um i don't know man i remember uh, my mom's last day and i'm pretty sure she stopped dating because i ruined it wait have we talked about this one? i don't know if we have Talk I was like it. in Talk kindergarten, right? My friend and I, also in kindergarten, for some reason we decided to steal stuff from our neighbor's yard and then put it in his shed. So not technically stealing, more like rearranging. Okay. Right? 
you know, you were little kids. We had no idea what an adventure was. So we're like, yeah, right. he's got like a, a lawn gnome. And he had one of those wizard orbs people will put in their gardens. We would take the trinkets and shit out of his garden and hide it. And he had like a giant shed in his backyard. And then we couldn't see. So we had to go get a glow stick. We rollerbladed down to a CVS. Wow. Took off our rollerblades <laughs> at the front, walked in, and then we thought we had the sneaky plan to steal a glow stick. And it was just like a bunch of adults watching. Like, what the fuck are these kids doing with this glow stick? Right. And we, you know, we snuck it out. And then the CVS employee called my mom like, hey, Lucy, you were little rat boys down here again trying to steal a glow stick. <laughs> I remember her coming home early from a date, like all pissed. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, she came home early from a date for that? Yeah, yeah, to deal with this dumb bullshit. I had to go back and return it and apologize. It was the whole thing. And then I don't remember, really remember a lot of dates after that. Now, I would argue that she just didn't want to go. She didn't want to stay on that date much longer. Because that's You the think thing. she was like, God damn, any reason to get out of here? A glow yeah. stick? Oh, I got to go right now. Yeah. This needs to be handled. My boy's in trouble. Lucy's got a jet, baby. That's what she probably said. And then <laughs> She was really cool back then. Because, yeah. like, that's a thing that could wait until, you know, after dinner. Like, you don't have to, like, really come home and fix that. You know, she probably I, just didn't want to do I'm really that. glad you said that. I never thought of that. Yeah. Because it's not like yeah. it mattered when we went to the CVS to return it. Right. But maybe maybe after that, she's like, well, I can't just be out here slanging and banging. My boy's out here stealing glow sticks. So <laughs> I need mama to needs to park it. So I'm a single mother. I have to oh, watch boy. this rat, little rat idiot as I scurry around the city. I just the, the stealing a glow stick and rollerblades is such a fun, innocent <laughs> thing to do that. I really I really do like also it. having to put your rollerblades back on really fucks up a getaway. Mm hmm. Come on, strap up. What are you doing? Oh. I just have four more straps to go. Like, can you help me up? You got a bear crawl, dummy. And then, and then put one leg out. What are you doing? What are and you then, doing? you know, it's a kid. So rollerblading is like a half a second faster than jogging. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe the same speed. It's YouTube. What you think is sprint skating down the street. And you're like, mm -hmm. hurry up. They're getting on us. And it's an adult at a medium walk handout with their fingers like pinching your collar and you're not going anywhere <laughs> the only thing keeping me from chasing you down is the minimum wage i'm being paid to work at the cvs right it is funny that they called your mom it's like yeah dog like you're not what's the start of the story you're not responsible for that at all this is meadville pennsylvania we know i know who you are it's like a thousand of us here we know each other most he's like most people actually use stealing a glow stick as a distraction and then they steal supplies for meth so this is good. yeah this is great you're doing fine finally an earnest glow stick heist you should be embarrassed <laughs> that you're not stealing more meth supplies honestly <laughs> not even one bottle of cough syrup little weak little boy i bought cough syrup this week and uh let me tell you this speaking of cvs's i can't stand the way these motherfuckers treat Every little purchase, so much stuff is behind their little glass, you know. Yeah, whatever, toothpaste, toothpaste is now locked up. What the hell is happening? All these toiletries just to fuck over people. It's like, oh, you lot, you lost one bottle of toothpaste in Q2, so now you're locking everything up, you fucking stingy fucks. You still ask me to round up on my purchases. You, know, you get a you get a fucking tax refund for donating money anyway. So I'm really just giving you money. Fuck you, CVS. Fuck all Fuck these you. corporations. You can tell Fuck it's them. probably one of the worst low paying jobs because of how fucked everyone seems who works there. I've never seen like a group of employees that across the entire industry seems more depressed. Mm. 
you know because i'm like sometimes you go into a place where it's like retail or minimum wage and people are like nah you know i'm fine i'm dealing with it but that is like for some reason pharmacy workers as a whole like they're the meetings they must have to sit through about like all right guys well you know you let another jar of lipstick go today so we're gonna (laughs) gonna have to write you up there terrence sorry buddy you know it's like well i was uh i was out in the back trying to stop three bums from fighting my mother who (laughs) just came to get her medication which you refused to give her a discount on even though you know family but yeah, I'm sorry I missed that. But I guess you can give me a demerit or whatever. <laughs> like I am. Don't forget, we're gonna dock your pay. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, never demerit nickel off the hourly wage. Uh, have you ever gotten your pay docked in a minimum wage job? Me? No. Yeah. Uh, I. Cool. I've only had. I haven't had a ton of min. I I used to work at McDonald's. We've talked about that. I think about well, now. I, I uh, quit by going on hiatus and then just never came back, which is tight. That is the um, bliss of minimum wage work. When you want to yeah, leave, oh, yeah. it's all you got. All the power, baby. You can't fucking trap me here. You can't hold me down. Um, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've had my pay docked in that way. That would make me go ape shit. I would lose my mind. I'm sure I've had money stolen from me before. Oh yeah, they love doing that. We found that out when we worked at a movie theater. It was a sick job because we like our friend's dad invested in it. So we got to have all of our friends work there. And then one day we found out that my uh, the one of the managers was just clocking uh, people out on breaks that they weren't taking. It was cool. <laughs> Very neat. So we stole stuff. You know, we evened it out. We're going to get that money out. back somehow. It out. I am, it's unfortunate that we didn't do the grill culture stuff now or the lawn care talk yeah now i wanted i, I wanted to jump into it, it but i like what do you know what here's what we'll say hey you like grilling i like lawn mowing and that right there is a perfect segue into <laughs> our topic today are you ready to start the pod Ladies and gentlemen, boys and squirrels, welcome to Burn Your Heroes, the podcast where we take people you like, people we like, and we let you know why they suck. All right. We're going to we're going to talk about the good. We're going to talk about the bad. We're going to talk about lawn care and other shit. Don't add us. Don't come at us for what we're doing. We're too low energy, maybe sick boys, and we're just trying to figure this all out. Today with me is my co-host. Albert Kirshner. Albert, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? I'm Albert Kirshner. I run this town. It's the big Albert. Welcome to New York City. I'm Albert Kirshner, King of Brooklyn. Thank you for listening to me. I'm here. I live in Ridgewood now. It's technically Queens, but I like to call it Brooklyn's hat. That's great. That's good stuff. I'm dying on the inside. Who are you? Who are you? How did you get in my house? I'm your future. You're going to be black. Um, I am the other co-host of this podcast, Ben Katzner, world-renowned slug farmer. Some of my slugs have been seen in magazines such as Oprah's O Magazine, uh, Dentist Tonight Unite Magazine, also Ebony Magazine. I was pretty proud of that one. Uh, But if you want to know about me and my slugs, you can check out my website. Could these slugs regrow your enamel? And then the article is just like, nope, 
They're just yeah. slugs. <laughs> uh, we are also featured. My slugs are also featured in the new Gwyneth Paltrow Goop documentary, but I am not liable for whatever she tells you that they can do. Uh, yeah, I we're here. I think it is important to acknowledge. I might be sniffling a little bit. You might be. <clears throat> you might Feeling be good. Throwing up blood. But we're both here, and that's what matters. That's the other part of it. I don't know where I can't. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm getting sick or if I've just inhaled. Like the amount of disgusting shit I inhale every day at work. Sometimes yeah. I come home and I sneeze in the shower, and just black stuff comes out. Is that real? Because that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. wear a mask, dog. Are you wearing a mask? <laughs> I'm horrified for you. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. I'm a I'm the biggest weenie in my job because I'll wear glasses when I'm using something that might destroy my eyes. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, the good thing about this job is that you'll be dead before you do it for a decade. Oh, I so. almost died last week. How did you forget to mention that in the yeah. part where we were talking? What happened? I don't know. Well, I, you know, what's crazy. I wasn't even riled up about it afterwards. Uh, we really came in to fix some lady's boiler and had flooded. And it mm -hmm. got this part dirty. So, you know, there's like two fires. There's the pilot light, mm -hmm. and then there's the big gas fire. And the pilot light was on, but the gas was coming out just slightly farther away from it. So nothing was, like, happening. And so it was just filling her basement with gas. <laughs> so I just walked into... Eventually, wow. that gas was going to clip that pilot light and blow up the basement with you know them in it oh us and them fucking god my the guy i work with really knows his shit and he's a veteran of the industry for like 50 years and i he was shook he was shook to the core i was like hey i just turned the gas off something seems wrong down there and he went down there and was like yeah we almost died oh we almost died how did it not explode if there's just gas going and then there's i guess i don't really know i know about the pilot light but i, guess I think I it needs know. like a certain concentration in the to hit the fire right because like when you when the pilot light hits the regular operating tubes it's like an intense concentrated pillars of gas so they light it so right so if the whole if the gas is expanding to fill the whole basement it's going to require it to get dense enough in there to light from the pilot or a spark of you turning on the light you know there could be a little bit of arcing in the switch in there anything like that if there's just enough concentration of gas to light it and by then it required the whole thing to be so full that it's just a fucking bomb and that's what happens with like, I don't know if you remember that building that blew up on the Lower East Side a while ago. Yeah. It happens like every so often there would be a big gas explosion. And it would just be like someone fuck something up and let gas leak for a while. And then a spark happened and you'd lose an entire building. And I was grateful to not have that happen in my face. <laughs> An inch away from my head, I guess. And that near-death experience is a perfect segue into who we're talking about today. Albert, let the people know who we are discussing today. Today, we are discussing the king of gas, propane gas, motherfucker Hank Hill from the charming show King of the Hill. One of my favorite animated shows about what I thought was a funny idea of a dad, and I'm slowly realizing is just <laughs> an asshole I'm becoming. <laughs> You're like, oh... It'd be funny if people really like this. And then now you're like, oh, my God, everyone. Oh, my God. This. I deal Most with gas and gas accessories. Oh, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever foresee yourself turning into your own version of Hank Hill? Because that's <sighs> no. You're there. You're no, close. It's kind of wild. It is cool to know how stuff works. But also, eh, fuck, it's obscene. You know how something about Hank Hill. I don't know if, if y'all have seen the show. I grew up watching it on you know Fox's animated block. So it's always kind of a part of my life. 
And only as like an adult have I really grown to love it. Before it was just something pleasant that it was thrown on. You know, you watch The Simpsons with your brother, you watch some King of the Hill with your brother, and then you go eat dinner and that's part of the night, but who cares? And now I'm like, this shit's fucking awesome. I don't know will if you, you are into it. Will you explain to people? Can you give like a plot synopsis of the show for people who don't know? All right. Dad's chilling in Texas. They want to have a beer. They hang out in the alley. They have a quick beer after work. Right. They chat. And by chat, they just go, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something, someone new moves to the neighborhood, like an Asian person or a football player. And then they react to that by either being like, what is this Chinese guy who's not Chinese doing here? Or, oh my God, it's a football player. We love football. Let's be your, let's look past your faults while we celebrate you. Uh, and it's then like, uh, they learn it's like, and they go oh, back go to it. Oh, that's okay. it. I was just going to say, it's kind of like animated Southern Seinfeld, right? Like where it's just like, yeah. Hard to explain what's actually happening ever, but like things are happening. Mm-hmm. There's it's shenanigans a afoot. Big deal to people, but not yeah. to people who aren't involved. Right. And it's like, it is a slice of life, but that, you know, a little bit of weird type shit that's going One on. One thing I liked about it is even though it is very Texas and it's got a lot of real Texas shit going on, the absolute mundane, ludicrous bullshit of the dads is so universal that i think that's what i really liked about it was like i know people like that here in the woods of pennsylvania i've met people like this in ohio they're everywhere baby yeah i don't think i got it at the time but now as an adult a hundred percent i know so many people who you know if you're like hey how was your weekend great i'll go out in the alley with the guys had cracked a couple cold ones you know looked at like a picture of Miss America circa 2012 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, just, God dang. <laughs> <laughs> just really hung out in the garage. Like had a good day. Like I know so many people now who are my age, who are my age, who like would consider a summer day spent in the garage, a day well spent. You know what I mean? Mm. And that feels like a lot of what like King of the Hill people are. Not all the people, but like, Definitely, that is a thing I think in the show where they'd be like, Well, this was a hard earned, relaxing day that we get, or whatever. I can't do that. I feel like they live like a two stage life one is like mm-hmm. busting your ass to set it up, and then living your days appreciating it while raising your kids. Yeah, right. Finding a career you don't hate, or you can get dive right into, and then getting a house, and then now just enjoying those things while doing labor on your house. Something about Hank. All right, so I've been reading <laughs> these books about steam heat. That's a big thing in New York City. It's some a little bit in Chicago. It's like this weird old art and it's kind of a craft and it's very odd. But it's a lot of these books are written by this one guy who's like obsessed with it. He's a great writer. Um but he's just like talking about steam heat and you read these books and in the one I'm reading, the idea is that you have a house you just bought and you either had steam heat in it or you're going to install steam heat in it. Right. And he's trying to tell you as a homeowner, not as a mechanic, just what the hell is going on. What are the parts? What's happening? Why is there noise happening? And his expectations for you, like the maintenance you should do are so in no one, no one in their right mind would be down there once a week, like flushing this, making sure this is working, got to clean, clean this. But like Hank Hill, Hank Hill would love to have that level of chores. He would love to have steam heat in his house so he could be down there. Well, I got to go clean my my boiler. <laughs> got to make sure the flush the low water cutoffs. And OK, so I'll say this as I don't own a home, uh, unfortunately, 
due to legal reasons. I <laughs> He's barred from owning a home by the state <laughs> but of New York. I think there is a um, serenity to the mundane of home ownership. There's a lot going on, and it is annoying, but there is something where you're like, it's like, um, oh, my God, what are the, like a sand garden? Yeah, you know this is I mean? my bonsai tree. I tweak yes. and I perfect yes. one little imperfection each day, and mm-hmm. I'm making this perfect. And that is the thesis of Hank Hill right there. Yeah. What you just said, that is his entire personality. Because I, I really, it is not a thing I understood when I was younger. When I was younger, it's just like, if I don't like it, it's chaos. If I do like it, give me all of this until I throw up. There is no middle <laughs> ground. There is no calm the voice, the noise that is coming into my brain. It's all just, ah, there's so much noise coming at me and I will just funnel it whatever way I know how as a child. But as an adult, I'm like, is there a way to just sit in this chaotic world that we live in and really just exist not trying for anything not feeling too good not feeling too bad just being who i am in that moment and that i really do feel like is like the the crux of like a lifestyle that hank hill has and Mm -hmm. like kind of what the show the parts i like about the show i think are those parts where it's like oh he really yeah, he's a propane expert and he's proud of that. And he can find, you know, he could fix a grill and he can cut his lawn. He likes his lawn a specific way. I used to think that shit was corny as hell, but I'm like, cutting lawn truly is a thing I fantasize about now. So I guess, you know. That's wild. I did not know that about you, that you're going to be such a lawn guy. Yeah, dog. You should see my porn searches. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just like smoothly cut crabgrass you know and it's, <laughs> someone's North spreading Carolina it on the grass guys. and then getting scolded get that fuck off yeah. my lawn put hey! your titties away and get out of my grass i said diagonal <laughs> what the hell is this That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is it's like a suburban zen buddhism very I, much so tweaking very correct crafting it's so funny when you were describing it i was like i read buddhist books that were just saying this exact thing and it's so funny to see it in such like a violently american context yeah it's it's pretty wild um it's like do you think buddha was like and then you gotta just really appreciate the grill marks that you get on your steak you know that's where they're not always going to be perfect lines but those little gaps sometimes you see those that's those are your gaps to appreciate those this piece yeah. the the deficiencies are still part of the whole process all that bullshit um so hank hill let's talk about hank specifically what what can you tell the people about hank hill so hank hill has is desperately clinging to traditional american values and he has maybe one of the most interesting children that exists and his experience raising this child is just slowly beating or softening those values out of him right he has a lot of like you know he played football in high school he did well and that was his peak and now the rest of his life was like i met my wife while playing football in high school my friends are all people i played football with in high school we went to states once i don't think they won i think they just went to states (laughs) once which is an achievement sure should not be your last and greatest achievement but it is an achievement god bless i didn't i always forget that so he's like uh 
He's like an Al Bundy type, where like he peaked in oh, high school. Yeah. And this is like so instead of women's shoes, he does propane. It's like Al if Al Bundy had a a job he liked. That's fascinating. <laughs> that is really that is a beautiful a family he likes. It was like, yeah, it's just the what is it? The disposition opposite of Al Bundy. Wow. That is a beautiful <laughs> sentiment. I love it so much. Yeah. So Hank is interesting to me because, you know, it's like, yeah, he's honestly. It's he's it's a lot of normal dad shit like the the like I said before, the basis is just a lot of normal dad shit. He likes things a particular way. He um, believes things should be a certain way, regardless of whether it's that's what's funny to me by calling him traditional values. When a lot of them are just like being scared of gay people, like our tradition is just ignorance. Well, (laughs) our proud tradition is just like being kind of a dumbass. So that's that that (laughs) is for sure my blind spot of the show is like I forget how much shit is in there of him just being like other cultures, not for me or whatever. Like I forget that. Hank. Hank. (laughs) I really just decided I'd try it this podcast and see what happened, but. But I, I always picture him as like the grill is supposed to be this way. I really picture him on a lawnmower a lot. But mm-hmm. there is a lot of stuff that I've forgotten about in this show where it's just like he views the world in a quote unquote traditional way, which is a f- which I mean, it's commentary on how America is or was and whatever. Well, scared of art, scared of right. anything that's not just a man and a woman raising a child. And it's very black and white for him. It's either. Mm-hmm this is how it's done or this is wrong and that's it right that's every episode it's that and then but i feel like you've mentioned to me in our like pre-podcast production stuff being like our secret meeting you guys don't get in on he is very malleable he is a person who Mm -hmm. like at the end of the episode he has he can open up his worldview he does understand a little bit more well i think that is the bliss and beauty of bobby hill Mm. because it's his son and he does ultimately want to be a good dad who is close to his child because he has had such a bad father he has a father who had his shins shot out in world war ii hilarious (laughs) very funny funny. i don't care where you're from where what side of the aisle you stand on baby that is pretty funny he's an absolutely cruel and terrible father truly goes out of his way to be as cruel to hank as possible and because of that hank does not want that kind of relationship with Bobby. So despite Bobby being an improviser, a comedian wannabe, a lady, pretty much exactly who I am, despite Bobby being <laughs> a fun, good time, food-loving son of a bitch, he's constantly putting effort to try and connect that. And usually that means Bobby presents a love of something that is outside of Hank's world, which initially right. Hank is like, well, fuck that. I hate things that are different or new. Right. And then eventually he has to find the beauty in it because he sees Bobby liking it. And he wants to be near Bobby. Yeah, I think he has a hard time. Bobby specifically, maybe other people, maybe you can speak to that more than me. But like, I think he has a hard time seeing Bobby suffer. Like, it feels like he'll have this thesis statement. He'll be like, a boy should be something, you know, like whatever. (laughs) And this is like what he should, this is what a young man should be. And then Bobby will want to like, you know, impress his dad or be loved by his father. So he'll be like, all right, I guess this is what I do. And then 
Bobby will suffer. There's so many episodes, I feel like, where Bobby just gets put through the ringer or he goes through some fucking bullshit. And then at the end of it, Hank's like, well, I don't want you to kill yourself or whatever. So he's like, I guess you can paint your nails. It's fine. I don't care. (laughs) There's a great one where he's being bullied and he's like, well, you got to go to the Y and learn how to box. That's what I did. I can't help you with your bullies. But then the boxing classes are all taken up. So he takes a woman's self-defense class and learns to just kick people in the nuts. And Hank's horrified. And he's like, you should have been there, buddy. You should have taught him how to defend himself if you want to be very specific with how he defends himself. Because he found a way. Classic episode. That is a classic that like episode. The, I don't know you. That's my purse. Yes, 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 yes. That's so funny. That's a great episode. But then he gets drunk with power very quickly because now he has this super, he has this button you can push until he goes up against his mom and really, and finds out that women don't have testicles. Now, I will weakness. say women do not have testicles, but we're going to act like kicking a woman in the crotch wouldn't still hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't know. Maybe if it's like a 13 year old boy, it wouldn't be that bad. Ladies, right in. If any, if someone kicking you in the groin, regardless of testicles, would still hurt. Uh, I'm not getting kicked at all. I've gotten kicked in the shin, and it's a real motherfucker. I hate you know, it. As a younger person, I really thought my nuts would be more up for grabs in any sort of tussle. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Are you surprised people that people really don't like, immediately go there? I don't fight, but if I did, I'm going straight to the ball sack every single time. Well, I think and I'm not like even this... talking with just hands. I'll bite your ball sack open. I'll fucking <laughs> you open. Like, there's this range of fighting, right? Where it starts as Bobby Hill. I don't know what to do, and I need this to stop as quickly as possible. I'm going for the nuts, right? And then there's people mm-hmm. who are like, I don't know. I think I could take or throw a punch. And they have this like fake code of honor they set up. So no pushing the magic button. All right, we're just going to hit each other in the face until one of us drops. And then you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum where it's like the Israeli defense forces training. You're like, no, you're trying to win at any cost possible. You destroy their nuts as soon as you get the opportunity. You smash that button like it's a like button. Yeah, I mean, I'm engaged to be married now. If I'm getting in fights now, I'm not trying to impress anybody. (laughs) I'm trying to end it as quickly as possible. So anything's fair game. Quick jab to the throat. Plus a little nut nut pinch. Yep. Like either you're gonna bleed out or you're gonna come. One of those things is gonna happen. You're gonna fucking leave <laughs> now me. Now that I've fucking... come, I realized I have been harsh on you, Ben. <laughs> the the error of my ways. <laughs> yeah. I, also, I've I, learned I that uh, getting just absolutely sucked in the groin really does it for me. <laughs> Thank you for helping me find this new layer of my own identity. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is it's a genre. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is a genre. I like it. I'm can't get into it. it. I'm giving it a gander. Cannot do it. Still makes me sad. I don't personally want it. I don't want to get kicked in the nuts, but I know God, that I really don't. People. I live most of my life just desperately wanting to not get my junk smashed. Please. I mean, <laughs> you can live your life in fear, brother, but I'm here to see what's on the other side of that darkness. Get um, on in. So Hank has so, a lot of these values, and that's like a lot of his arc, right? Is being confronted with that and then having to deal with it anyway. One of my favorites is his neighbor moving in, who is a Lo- Laotian family. Yeah. And he, this is you know, Khan, right? Yeah. Well, that's okay. interesting because it's like they, some of the shit was definitely harsher in the early seasons. Like him beating up people who are, have like gentle jobs. Come on, twig arms. You can't tell me what to do. And oh, just beating the shit out of people who aren't jacked. Um, yeah. Or him like, just calling every Asian person he meets Chinese. Just. <laughs> Yeah, what I do up. love, though, is his dad 
because he was really into his job in World War II, which was fighting Japanese people, he comes up and Hank's like, oh, there's a new Chinese neighbor. And his dad goes over and he's like, no, he's not. He's Laotian. <laughs> like, his dad, who is the worst person in the show, right. actually, he's like not, not racist towards Asians, just very uh, resentful of Japanese people. Yes, that's interesting. I like that dynamic. <laughs> There's an episode where with that fam with Khan specifically, um, I guess he's like bipolar or something, and like Hank and or others take advantage of that. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, again, this is me perusing the internet, and they go, um, so basically Khan isn't taking his med- medication to deal with his bipolarness, so like he's very manic he's like up he's down he's whatever so when he's up he's like putting together the super grill for hank and friends or whatever and like cleaning and making all the really helping them right and then like so instead of him getting more pills like well you don't need that funky junkie to be who you are you're good baby you make grills you Mm -hmm. don't need all that doctor fed bullshit and then they like find him in his couch crashing and it's like the, the world's darkness is pressing down on me or some shit, something like heavy. Yeah. And then so they get him his medication or something. But then there's another point of the episode where um, they like he like withholds the medication still just so he finishes the grill or something. I'm like, oh, that's like an evil thing to do. That is an evil person's journey to withhold someone's medication because they're making a thing you want them to make. That's insane. That was, and I, I think what softens that a little bit is that Khan is an absolute asshole. He's a real classist piece of shit to everybody else he lives with and is sure. desperately trying to escape this level of society and go live with Asian or rich people on a, at a fancy golf resort. So you're saying he deserves it because he's Asian. and rich or wants to be rich no he deserves it he doesn't deserve it but i understand hank's hesitance to give him medicine when uh i know that once you're leveled out you're just going to be absolute shit to my family and i and this is the only time one of the few times you've been nice to me slash you just do my work it's still not not evil it's still fucked up (laughs) there are a few things there i mean anyone who wants to can go and google and like youtube some of this but it is funny to be like Oh, there are multiple lists about people being like, here are the 10 worst things that Hank Hill has done in the oh, show. Oh, I mean, he did the exact same thing you are just talking about to Bobby. Bobby yeah. got misdiagnosed with ADHD, and they gave him a bunch of Ritalin, and he just fucked him up. And they're like, I don't know. He's paying attention, I guess. Let's just ignore it. And, he's, and so he like has a severe crash. And like, I don't know. Is this going to kill our child? And he's like, I'm counting hairs. Oh, that's interesting. Because there's a Simpsons episode that's like very much like that, too. Really? And it's like, oh, I guess we were just, I guess these like cartoons were really ahead of the time and how they're like, you're killing our children. You know that yeah. like the way mm-hmm. you're over medicating these kids is problematic to the country. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I didn't realize that there was an episode like that. Um, I think this is, I think that's a good segue into this thing that I, I kind of have a thought of is like, it feels like to me, Hank is a person who will do the do a wrong thing in the service of proving that he's Uh-oh. he he will like put bobby or peggy or uh luann is that her name whatever like through some sort of crucible 
in with this at the beginning, the start, like the start of the whole thing is like, well, this will teach them some sort of valuable lesson, or this will show them why my way is right. Da, 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 da. And that is like a very fucked up, but like inherent parent thing. Yeah. That like that line is very blurry. I see it and I always feel very uncomfortable with it. Like sometimes you'll see a parent with a kid and the kid will just be like crying or something or something or like about to do something that'll like fuck them up, but not like kill them. And the, you know, you're kind of like, oh, your kid and the parents, I was like, well, they have to learn, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love the example of like touching okay. hot things until your child's burned. <laughs> and like, I feel like you could just teach people that things are hot without them having to have scars. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Can't you put an army like man on the oven? Yeah. yeah. It seems more like your inability to speak to a child than it is like them right. needing to learn that things were hot. It's like, and I yeah. learned that, you know, knives are sharp by getting stabbed in the hand a bunch while my parents watch and goes, mm, this is an education, buddy. Nobody wins when one of us is getting a skin graft. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not like a good. He does do this to Luann when so she's like crashing in his den for most of the show, and he's like desperately trying to get her out on her own, and mm-hmm. she finally does, and she gets a bunch of roommates, and she ends up. I mean, like they go over and watch, and she's completely being abused by her roommates. You know, she's the only one paying rent. They're eating all her groceries. They're just an absolute fucking nightmare, and he's. Like, kind of playing up that, well, this is good for you to learn. But really, it's like, I get my sick little den back. Oh, right. My whole life has been working up to having a den. And then you freaking stole that from me, Luann. And now you're finally gone. And I'm kind of ignore how fucking horrible your life is. Yeah, that's the that's the real thing with him is like, he will let you suffer to gain from that or to to sh- prove to you that he's right or whatever. And it's a really it's a bad instinct it's a bad parental instinct which <clears throat> excuse me uh at the end of every episode it seems like he comes to his senses mm-hmm. but then he just repeats the pattern oh, which yeah. is more abusive which is just like that's just being like wait so you know better but you refuse to do better and you just keep putting us through this ringer every time i don't know man maybe i should call child protective services i don't really know what the deal is with you right now dog i don't like somebody this. tried to do that but they were a twig arm and he almost beat him to death <laughs> because <laughs> he was screaming at everyone in his life and they were like i think this is probably ba- a bad uh bad presence for bobby to be around because you're just screaming and threatening everyone in your life and then it was like nah it's just H- hank so you gotta leave that's hilarious i mean I, hank hill also strikes me as a person who would demand you respect authority but also hate authority you know what i mean we'll be like we stand for the anthem here and then also be like Ah, you know, it's just what are they? They can't give us all DUIs. You know what I mean? Like we stand for the anthem here, and you can't tell me to get a vaccine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Love the authorities. Tell they tell me something I disagree with. I would like to see a modern Hank Hill Twitter account where it's just him. (laughs) chopping up issues that are going on currently you know i've been mulling over this idea hank works perfectly with this it's like something happens to people in the trades or anytime when you're doing some sort of work that has like a very technical answer so it's either like very clearly black and white yes or no you know with a lot of what he does his work that he does it's like not creative really it's just very much like this is how it has to be done and i take comfort in that and i think there's something about that like once the people know enough of something like that they just assume that they're right with everything there's this very yeah. much of like i know how a boiler works so clearly i get all the genders <laughs> like all right, right. what's happening 
I encounter yeah. a lot of that, like just violent intellectual confidence over something that you've never addressed or looked at at all. But it's like, I don't know this one thing. So clearly I'm right. Truly the human condition. I Yeah, I'm right in this area. So why would I ever be wrong in any other area ever again? That makes no sense to me. Never. I don't know. I feel like I'm guilty of that shit. It's, it's, the, it's the thing of being like, like you see like a shark attack or something. You're like, well, pff, I would know how to get out of that. You're like, what? Why do you think you're better than anybody else? That doesn't make any sense. This is very funny thing that's been happening recently is I was at a party talking shark about attacks? the show alone. Yeah. Urban shark attacks. I don't know where they're <laughs> keeping these fuckers. Alone um, is a great show. Alone is, is an, an incredible show. show. If you haven't seen it, it's like if Survivor was real. Mm-hmm. They just throw people on an island, all separate, and they have to videotape themselves surviving. And whoever lives the long or survives the longest doesn't tap out uh, or get taken away because of medical leave. They get a million dollars or whatever, right? And it's you know, as far as the reality show goes, I don't know where the boundaries are of reality there, but it seems like the most realistic. And I was talking about it with somebody, and this dude chimes in. It's always a dude. It's just always a motherfucking dude who's like, oh, I could do it. That's not that hard. And my favorite thing about Alone is when they first drop people off, there's always a guy who is like, it's not that hard. I love the woods. I own the woods. There's always arrogant mm-hmm. man, and he always gets placed like near a bear's territory and freaks out the first night and goes home. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love the immediate slapping of the woods. Well, anyways, this guy who was just like, ah, I can live there. No problem, man. I'm fucking strong. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, he's been on crutches for like a month now. <laughs> it's so funny. My last interaction with him was just being so fucking arrogant. And now he's like, could someone hold the door for me, please? Oh, you wished ill upon him and it worked. Yeah, it worked. And it. that's that's what I'm getting. That's the joy I'm getting out of life now. Good. You're you're like a witch. You can hurt people with your spells and your feelings i am like a, <laughs> try to hurt people with my feelings i think hank hill would crush it on alone i generally think the two things that he has because the second tier of people are people who can survive in the woods forever but then get lonely or miss their family yeah and that's what yes, brings yes, them yes, back yes, and yes. i think hank hill has the stalwart emotional or lack of emotional existence to live out there forever he would probably like it so much he would re- request to not have to go home he would throw the cameras away and be like nope i built a life out here I, built a- I would like to see Hank Hill in an episode of Alone, just you know, like killing a badger and wearing its fur for warmth. Yes, you know, eventually by like into the, the fifth ocean. episode, he's built a replica of his house <laughs> with his lawn. He's like mowing a lawn with a sharpened stick. That'd be fun. I'll give you that. <laughs> Good time. Um, my last my last thought about Hank Hill is, you know, I think we've all felt this. Um, is just. He's got a very flat ass, and I don't trust people with flat asses. I've said that mm-hmm. before. I'll say it again. If you got a flat ass, you might as well be a cop because I don't trust you, baby. Sorry. Anytime I see someone without an ass out in public, my first thought, just my thought, I don't vocalize it. I'm not a cruel beast. It's just assless freak. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, God, you couldn't, you couldn't pretend. You couldn't throw some socks in there and act like you're a human being. <laughs> Add that up for us, please. You're Which is what Hank does. Hank has to go to a special doctor that gives him implants so that he, it's like a guy looks like a jock strap with bags on the back. Sure. So he has to get silicone butt implants and they're different sizes because he has a fraction of an ass on one side and zero ass on the other. Sure. 
And my oh, something I really like about the show is that that happens in like the second, maybe third season, maybe even first. And I'm on season 13 now, and I love the idea that in this universe, he's just wearing those every day. Every day he gets up out of bed, puts on his like girdle thing, and slips in his silicone pads, and then goes around pretending like he has an ass. There is something beautiful about the humility that it takes for him to have to do that, to be like, I... I don't want to talk to people about this. No one ever needs to know, but I know that I have to strap on an ass pad to cut my lawn. Mm-hmm. There's something I do really like. There's like he showed a lot of bravery in that episode because he didn't. Uh, he got made fun of by everyone in his life for having no ass and having mm-hmm. to get really got made fun of for having to have ass implants. And then he found another community of men who had to have ass implants, and they met once in a while. And when he did his lawnmower race, which is what he how he found out because he couldn't race his lawnmower well without an ass apparently (laughs) yeah he came out he came out as a an assless man who has implants and then he helped other people find the doctor that gives you ass implants and that community is straight white men in stand-up comedy (laughs) (laughs) i got a pretty juicy booty you flat ass bitch you fucking non-sagging because it's so flat ass bitch um (laughs) I have a I juicy know. ass and I'm proud of it. We got a lot of any asses in comedy, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I live with a bunch of assless freaks. I was about to say, <laughs> you rub your two roommates' asses together, you can start a forest fire with that shit. Ooh, um, does that make sense? Got them. Nope, but you got them good. <laughs> Either way. Do you have a scale for Hank Hill? I do have a scale okay the pause made it feel like you didn't which is okay too i had to question myself i mean you know hey could i make this up right now yeah i think i do have a scale for hank hill all right one is hank hill a bad person one the worst the best is a good guy everything's just absolutely peachy i remember this 10 terrible what a nightmare burn 10 years since we recorded our last podcast (laughs) a one i (laughs) The 10 I have, the one is, is you know, because like for his paradise is essentially to have a one. Hank Hill lives in his town with his family, all of his neighbors he knows. Nobody moves out. Nobody moves in. Nothing fucking changes. He goes, he sells a shit ton of propane. Gas is out. Propane is in. That's the only way people are heating. People decided they stopped liking the, the flavor the charcoal adds to meat and love the flavorless life of propane. And he's just a freaking propane billionaire. You couldn't tell, though, because he's not ostentatious. Mm. He's just got a truck that works. Nothing in his life ever changes. I think that's a one for Hank Hill. He's having a good time. A 10, Hank lives in Brooklyn. No lawn. Everything's oh loud. God. Nothing's fixed. Oh, <laughs> He's just that's having so a funny. fucking meltdown. <laughs> People are really smoking funny. reefer all the time. <laughs> He's just fucking unraveling. There's I think he dog his... shit everywhere, Peggy. <laughs> There's so there. I don't even see that many dogs. <laughs> These buildings aren't properly maintained. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a nightmare. That's so funny. Like Bobby moves to Williamsburg and he has to come visit him. Oh my god! Bobby's a new Brooklyn comedian. Hell yeah! Oh, that is brutal. I wouldn't wish that upon any parent. That's a fun spec script. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. All right, and um, oh yeah, what do I give him? I truly hate that traditional values bullshit. I truly like even later seasons. He gets bullied by like a 
a dude who's like a really cool guy in a wheelchair who plays like basketball um and he's like it's adam and eve not adam and steve and then hank's like sad that he said that to him and you're like you're both fucking idiots <laughs> you both yeah. get hit by a bus and i wouldn't care for these tiny moments but he is like he is ultimately decent to the people in his life as long you know on a texas scale he's pretty good i guess so yeah. i'm gonna give this fucker a three okay three that's pretty solid um that feels about right because it feels like he has the potential to do better and he never in the long term it feels like he never does it feels like he like i said before he kind of like episode to episode sure but in the end you know he's still hanging as lincoln park would say but it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> does it even really matter? I don't know. Wow. What Do you even know Lincoln Park? God damn. No, I just saw a video recently where I was like, oh, yeah, Lincoln Park was a thing. And then I just thought about that. In the end, it never really matters. Is it that? Something. Do you know? It doesn't you even matter. Know. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Oh, I don't fucking know. Like, I've never heard Lincoln Park. Please. I don't know. You don't. You. you what's the last? <laughs> it's hard to tell with you. People always come up to me and like you. You two should do this topic. And I'm like, I don't know if my co-host has ever heard of who this person is. So I don't know if we can do a thing on this. I'm sorry. Is there one you're sitting on that you're worried that I won't know? People are like, you should do Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, yeah, we probably should. But I don't know. I don't care enough, and he doesn't know. So what's yeah, the point? You I definitely I mean? don't care about Aaron Rodgers. Right? So it's, <laughs> there's no point. I'm like, oh, talk you about- should do fucking, you should do fucking some pop singer from today. And I'll be like, he doesn't know. Never heard. You don't of want him. me to? You want us to do Billie Eilish? Where I don't know. What do you know about Billie? That's not who it is. Billie Eilish is probably perfectly fine. I don't think she's done anything wrong. Um. Okay, do I have to do a scale or should I just? <laughs> you have to. You have to fucking do it. Or you can keep ranting. Just, I want you to know the things that I know. That's all I want. Uh, no, that's it. Um, it's too late for me now. I think this gives us a fun dynamic where you, we we learn things together, or you know, and or something I know a lot about that you don't know a lot about. Then you look at it and you're like. Here's this viewpoint that no one's ever taken on this thing ever. Because <laughs> I think I it's just fun to it. just find I think out good. about Lil Wayne. I think it's fun as hell to be like, whoa, he really did right. something. You guys heard of this guy? Yeah, like, insane. yeah, Albert. <laughs> yeah. Since 2006, minimum, we've been hearing about this guy. But even well before that. Um, okay. Scale of one to 10. How shitty do I think Hank Hill is? One is good. 10 is bad. Uh... And my yeah, my examples are so one would be it's a good feeling. Um I mean, very close to what you said. Things don't change. Hank lives exactly where he lives. Things don't really ever change for him. Bobby grows up, and instead of going down the path, it seems like Bobby's gonna go on where he's a free thinker and a person, he gets into the family business and he uh takes over propane or whatever the fuck. he would love that bobby yeah. gave a fuck about propane he would absolutely <laughs> love that that's a one you know comedy's an idiot's game i'm gonna sell god's gas oh, God's that's gas. bobby that's yeah he says that literal phrase and then he asked his dad hank to get into the business that's a one for hank hill a 10 is I don't know. My brain doesn't. 
this feels bad to say. A 10 is for Hank. A 10 is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Bobby starts dating a fellow black, like a fellow comedian, but it's a black man. And then Hank just has to deal with that. <laughs> Hank is okay with it. But Bobby is like, hey, we're in this together. Neither one of us are making money. He comes from a different culture than what you're used to. We live in Williamsburg, as was previously determined. We don't have a yard. We do have love, and that's all we need. Also, can I have $50? Like, that's a 10 for him. <laughs> you know who also that would be a 10 for? Is for Peggy, for all of those dinners where she, the emotional labor she has to do to try and walk Hank through these moments. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. This is your and boy. You even... love him. <laughs> It's not even that Bobby's gay or that it's a, a black man. It's that they're both comedians, and that's not an honorable. <laughs> it's not an honorable art form. I just don't get it. I it's asinine. <laughs> um, I did call something asinine the other day and just melted down afterwards. IRL? Did you yeah, you said it out loud yeah, to a yeah. person? What are they? Were they like? I know. Uh, I know. Everyone's what over me already. <laughs> My friends. Oh, was it at work or me. was it around other comedians? It was around other comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't care. Mm. They don't care. There's a real no, truck driver all... shortage, and they want kids to drive the trucks. Well, you know, I read something that was like, when I say I read something, this was a tweet. Uh, <laughs> it was, someone was like, oh, it's funny how we spent the last however many years being like, well, robots are going to steal these jobs from truck drivers, and robots are going to steal these jobs from other whatever, these sorts of from these industries and now there's like oh it's a labor shortage blah 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 blah. it's because people import because people were told don't go into this this is a dead field so maybe we uh bear some of the responsibility for what's happening right or now. let's also. fucking automate it automate some truck driving you know what's fucking crazy is it making a man spend three days awake driving stuff across the country i mean god bless get your money but it's also a crazy job <laughs> every truck driver should have a robot with them that's yeah. where I think I land. A robot sidekick. That's pretty good. All right, you take the wheel, Chip. I'm taking a nap. Oh, I, I got just, you, Eric. I think I'm starting a spec script. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, we got two good ones out of this episode. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> this is our comedy um, farm. Okay, my brain is dying. My mouth is dry. So here's what I will say. I think you were right on. Hank Hill is a three. If he is a real dad, I would say he's probably a four. But since he's a cartoon dad... And he seems to physically harm his his children the least out of most of the cartoon dads. I will give I'll let him stay at three. I think it's annoying as fuck that he does not seem to learn an overarching lesson. I think he learns episode every episode. He comes to terms with who he is and who his family is and all this shit. And then he just forgets it the next episode, which does annoy the shit out of me. I like a running gag. I like growth throughout a series. Um, and I'm not just talking in your ass cheeks, buddy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So do you have a, is there like a specific thing he could do to truly improve besides just like maintaining or what keeping yeah. any of these lessons? I have a juicy one. Um, I liked, I liked for him to publicly acknowledge that he has gone down on Peggy. That would help. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a milder that version would, of what would, I was going to say. That's that would slide <laughs> the scale back a little bit. If he's like, I eat my wife out, I don't understand the problem. <laughs> front I to back, back to front. I love, I love. Um, got lube and everything. I was thinking <laughs> they should, uh, when he visits Bobby Williamsburg, 
Hank and Peggy have a threesome and Hank with a guy. Mm. And Hank Hank blows a guy. Lives yeah. his life as like a very gentle, kind man afterwards. Yeah, if Hank Hill and Peggy Hill had a threesome with like Joffrey Khan, I would be totally <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> and it's like the episode afterwards when they're back in the alley and everyone's like, well, something seems different about you, Hank. And, you know, and he's just like, I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're my best friends. Have I ever told you that? You're fucking great. I would very much. I would. I think that would be that'd be pretty redeemable. The all healing devils three way. I think that would be great for him. Oh, God damn it. Hank. Hank. All right, we did it. We were basically two people who were dead, and we fucking did it. We are incredible beacons of work ethic. We love this. This podcast is a gift. It is our child, and I will treat it better than Hank Hill treats his children. Albert, where can people find you if they want to find you? Don't say at work dying. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) All right, peeing in basements, celebrating life. Have you been peeing in a lot of basements? No. Feels like a yes. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. That's rude. It's bad for business. But I mm. love peeing around. It's so funny to have a real job and still have the same problem as doing deliveries in New York City. It's like, where the hell can I pee? <laughs> you know, funny. it's like yeah. I have a real job now, and I still have the same problem. Anyways, you can find me on the internet, Hot Young Albert, on Instagram and Twitter, and maybe eventually releasing something. I don't know. We're maybe starting a weekly show. Nothing is happening. Everything is in, in ethereal tethers. But life is bliss. And buckle up, winter is coming, motherfuckers. It's here. Then the sixth season is upon us. Where can we find you? Uh, you can. Find me sucking toes and blowing hoes all up and down this great, wondrous flat earth we call God. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. I would suspect this whole time. I'm just saying, you've never seen it from the from the outside, so you don't know. Um, You're a geometric idiot. I knew it. We uh, we have a monthly show called Darlings at Blind Barber in uh, the East Village in New York, if you're in New York. The next show is 12-1. It'll have great guests. Our last show was this week. It was awesome. It was full. Uh, everybody was very funny. Uh, my coworkers were there. I didn't even talk about this. My coworkers were there. Oh, yeah. And uh, too were you to very about. funny? Sorry. Uh, yeah. I am you happy very with funny. how you did. All right. Nice. I know you I are sometimes funny very funny, person. but were you funny that one time? I was, but I and it was, but I had to do the thing where I had to acknowledge to be like, my coworkers are here. I hate this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Because I was very much like normally I'd be nips out, but I'm sucked right. out today. I would have hosted the show. I didn't. I decided not to host the show because there was a lot of people I knew there, and um, I was like, no, let's give them something to wait on. Let's give them something to gnaw on so we get that little pop later. Uh, How was work afterwards? Like the next day, people bring it up. Uh, they're like, Ben, you fucking man, you could suck a toe. All right, I did. I did have to curb. There was there was no like ass eating talk. There was no flick my nerves. You could suck no, the hair off a hobbit knuckle. No, there was no lick the silk out of my crack talk or whatever <laughs> I would normally say. <laughs> All the, just, the usual banisms we've come to know and love. Yeah, you know. Um but I it's so funny. Oh fuck, we should have talked about this before. I'll say it now. But I like really so I was pretty I was like, who's gonna come to the show? The th- whenever you do a show, even if it's a monthly in New York, the big thing is just like, how the fuck do I get people to this? There are so I many comedians. It. I'm never worried about any comedians being there. 
there's a lot it's like finding a venue is hard and then finding people to actually come on the show is so hard so i did a thing i hate doing i completely sold out and i had let my there was maybe like one person i work with who knew i did comedy maybe two one person that googled me or something that was it right so but i let other i let many people know and it is i'm getting these emails where it's like good luck tonight or how did it go last night and shit and i'm like why are we putting this in a work email you know i'm living a nightmare oh. now to sell out to get some of these people yeah. to the show but they did have fun i will say that but i had to be like yeah just so, these are things i never said i'd be like yeah i'm a comedian yes i'm engaged i've been engaged for like six months nobody knows. i never told anybody i don't want you people to know anything about me yeah i guess i wrote this book over the pandemic it's this not a big is, deal well just a big revelation about how little stuff. you care about these people just yes. so you know i do not think you're people i do not share my life with you but I thank you so much for coming. life outside of this and you, <laughs> most of you are not part of this but i kind of need your bodies so come to the show no, I'm not going to comp you. I need you to pay $10. Now, I'm I wonder sorry. if some sort of seal has been broken. Well, uh, anally? What are we talking about? <laughs> Just like these two worlds are now connected and touching. I think, and now I think they're going to want bit, more from you. I think there's a little bit. Um, I think some of these people will come to our next show or try to come monthly, which is great. Um, we have a few comments. New York just really has like a bunch of people who like love comedy, which is not really... Like in Minneapolis, I'd be like, "Yeah, I do comedies." Sometimes. Oh my god, yeah. Like, Seattle people had, would be like, "Where do you do that at the, at the Apollo?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is Bruce Bruce gonna be in town or whatever? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But here, they're like, "Oh yeah, we go to the cellar every night." And blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, "Okay, well, here's a cheaper version of that if you want it." But um, I think it was good, and I'm very thankful for everyone who came out and everyone who. Uh, help promote the show whatever thank you i love you and the next one is 12 one if you're in minneapolis and you're hearing all about this shit and you're like oh man i wish i had a show good news you got a show coming up wow. for you 11 26 baby it's a friday it's black friday but you don't need that shit there's supply chain issues you're never gonna get the shit you want anyway big city you might as well fucking, so you might as well come down. out to a comedy show at sisyphus brewing 11 26 we're gonna do two shows 8 p.m 10 p.m uh the first show i'm gonna do a longer set i'm probably gonna do like 25 30 minutes the second show i think i'm gonna host it i think i'm gonna do a little ben friends situation and be like zip zap zabity do here are some comedians for you uh i we will be posting about it this week i just finished the poster uh home for the holidays four bigger and blacker that's what we're going with this <laughs> year. and uh that's just what it is i'm sorry hell but, yeah that'll be ticket information will be out for that soon if you're in minneapolis or in minnesota and you listen to this come on we i would love to see you if you if you're one of those weirdos who i love who bought a book who wants me to sign it and devalue the book i'll do that for you i don't give a shit that's fine whatever you need i am a as Brittany would say i'm a i'm not gonna say slave but servant for you i'll do that <laughs> i'm an unpaid worker for yeah you. <laughs> i'm doing unpaid labor yeah 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 that's me so that's all of it that's the show Honestly, spit down the crack of my back and then lick it up and shoot it into my mouth and call me Tommy Two Tones because I'm here for you, baby. That's beautiful. And remember, if you don't have a job, don't go get a minimum wage job. Everyone's hiring. We'll find you a way to get a slightly better gig because that shit does not need to exist. Thank you. Goodbye forever. God bless Our mayors. My mouse broke, so. <laughs> We're just here. Enjoy it. Rattle, rattle, rattle.